Outside of the motel area, a moving shadow lurked, slunk, and surveyed the perimeter, unnoticeable from the damp cement and darkened sky. Sunrise wasn't in full effect, the dark still reigned king. The shadow was Christian Hawk. The cloak of night enveloped him as he gauged the situation, this time in his alter ego, the night child. He saw that most of them were SWAT-style officers, and others were in plainclothes officials of a different capacity. All of them were dangerous, though, as they carried automatic weapons. It was a bold move, even for a corrupt police department, especially attacking in the early hours of the morning. Twelve guys. I'm pretty sure Devereaux is okay, but I have to rectify the situation. If I find that any of these guys are members of the Ordo Vitalis, though, I'm going to cut them out of the equation. He zoomed over to some of the police officers on the flanks and started enveloping them in shadow. Mostly he was trying to find any symbol of the Ordo Vitalis on them. The first three police officers were clean of any Ordo Vitalis tattoos. And like the Angel of Death in Egypt, the Nightchild left them be for the moment. The policemen started noticing the inky black shadow that seemed to be engulfing their colleagues. Hey, what the hell's going on with your suit? It seems darker than normal. You too? Maybe it's just a lighting house. You know it's raining, you know. The officer spoke too soon as he watched a dark obsidian-like blade protrude through the officer's throat. The one place there was no body armor. He writhed in pain as he fell to the ground. The other officers, all who contained the mark of the Ordo Vitalis, stopped firing at the motel room as several officers eventually succumbed to the same fate. The officers who did not possess the mark, confused as to what was happening, screamed in horror as they ran back to the SWAT vans that brought them there. Seconds later, without any further fanfare, they were gone. Meanwhile, Detective Brayden Devereaux wandered from within the shattered and ransacked motel room just what was going on outside. The gunfire had stopped, but still felt that several of the heartbeats that were connected to the assailants outside were being snuffed out. Their blood cried outward to him. And then... Silence. There was a new heartbeat that was added to the area. And he wondered if it was Christian. How did he get out there? He stood up cautiously and pushed open the motel door with his gun outward and walked out to see something absolutely unexpected. He saw a humanoid looking shadow grab one of the SWAT officers and engulf his body in darkness and suspend him in midair with something that was ink in the tentacles. The officer screamed in abject terror as Devereaux stumbled out of the motel room trying to regain his footing from the shattered glass, bullet casings, and debris that littered the front of the motel. The shadow silenced the man by covering his mouth. The night child had his target wrapped up. You, you are going to tell me everything I want to know. Devereaux, who had to deal with something strange like this earlier in the week, had enough. 
He cocked the pistol that Christian had given him. Uh-uh, Blackie. That guy's mine. Put him down now. The shadowy figure that was the Nightchild turned his attention back to Devereaux as his piercing blue eyes seemed to stare a hole in his soul. He's an evil man. You don't want to do that. Evil or not. Evil or not, he has to have his day in court. Devereaux said as he opened fire on the shadowy figure before him, but was shocked to find all the bullets went completely through it. Out of fear, Devereaux raised his right hand as if to command the blood within the night child's body. He has information that is detrimental to my case. I don't know if he was sent by that super bitch that tried to kill me the other night to finish the job, or if you're here to help, but you just killed four cops, even if they were corrupt. This is where I draw the line. Nightchild felt his hold over his power starting to sway and dissipate as pain seemed to engulf his body. While the Cloak of Night would have been impervious to the attack, its host wasn't. As Christian's eyes widened in confusion, the coming sunlight was also starting to wear away at his power as he felt Devereaux amazingly try to pull his very blood from his body. Let. Him. Go. Devereaux lifted his hand and he started to levitate in midair. Nightchild knew that he couldn't take this for too much longer and was puzzled by Devereaux's amazing power. He knew at this point if he didn't work with Devereaux, he would never be able to find Helena. Nightchild sent tentacles from his body dashing toward him as the edges solidified to blunt objects as they slammed into Devereaux's gun arm and his opposite shoulder as he winced in pain. Devereaux dropped his pistol as he raised his other hand and then condensed it to a fist. Okay, asshole. I tried to be nice. Devereaux's eyes turned blood red as he closed his hands into fists. Nightchild felt as his blood started to boil within him. The power of the cloak was no longer able to help him as he appeared faint. He knew at this point his secret identity didn't matter anymore, and the shadows dematerialized around the head of the Nightchild to reveal Christian Hawk within, blood dripping out of his nose, his eyes, and his ears. Devereaux, stop! It's me! But before Devereaux could respond, Christian fainted. Devereaux was shocked back to reality as his eyes widened in disbelief. Agent Hawk? Devereaux asked as he dropped his hands and watched as Christian, still clothed in the enigmatic darkness, fell to the ground solidly. The shadows that were holding the SWAT officer dissipated as he was released. The officer tried to run, but was tackled to the ground by Devereaux. Dear God, what was that thing? Did you kill it? Where did you come from? I knew there was something strange about you, Devereaux. This isn't what I signed up for. He knew that if the officer was going to get most of his attention, that baby Christian wouldn't be okay. He waved his hand over the SWAT officer's face, and the man started to fall unconscious. I'll take care of you in a minute. He turned his attention towards Christian as he closed his eyes and felt outward from his body toward him. He's breathing. His pulse is faint, but there. I need to relive the pressure I caused in him to be able to stabilize him. Christ, I hope I didn't inadvertently give him a heart attack. All of a sudden, Christian gasped. His eyes widened in a panic as he was revived. The cloak of night seemed to reactivate fully as Christian once more became a being of dark shadow as he slid quickly away from the position of Braden Devereaux. It was almost like a dog 
getting a severe beating, but still trying to fight if it needed to. Devereaux needed to defuse the situation. Look, Christian, calm down. You're okay. I'm sorry for reacting that way. I had no idea who you were. You could have killed me, but I understand. You aren't used to seeing something like me actually around to help you. We're on the same side. Is the officer okay? I just made him pass out. He should be okay. I have some smelling salts in my car to wake him out of it. Nightchild made himself tangible as he walked toward Devereaux and stood over the top of the SWAT officer. Devereaux looked at the carcasses surrounding him. Why didn't you kill all the bastards? You only killed a select few. Check the left chest area or wrists of all the bastards I just killed. They were all members of the Ordo Vitalis. The other policemen were probably given orders and told to do as they were told, or they'd be jobless. The fact that they did this was simply a hit. They wanted us dead. Someone tipped them off that we would be here. Devereaux's cell phone rang. He looked at the caller ID. It was Shane. He answered it before Christian could tell him not to. Just the person I wanted to speak oh, to. Oh, thank Christ I didn't kill you. Yeah, no, right? What happened? The crime scene was compromised, and then they came for us here. The only one I told I was coming here was you. I didn't rat you out, Devereaux. Those assholes are watching me and Mike like hawks. As soon as they found out I was checking out a scene, they interjected themselves. After my new partner and I left, I heard that they were putting SWAT out. I had no idea it was on you until Mike found me at the precinct. How did Mike know? He said that he overheard Lieutenant McNamara giving the order. Nightchild stared at the unconscious man on the ground, then back towards Devereaux. He's gonna wake up soon. We need to be ready. I would end that call now. Hey, Shane. Keep me posted if you can. I smell the rat. But who is it? What do you mean? Someone ratted you out? The only people that knew I was here was you and your captain. I mean, who ratted Shane out? All this was done off the grid. Devereaux stared daggers toward the SWAT cop on the ground. Let me get my smelling salts and we'll solve this problem right now. Devereaux trotted towards his car and opened the door and grabbed his kit from his back seat. He walked back down and knelt over the man. He broke open the paper coating and waved it under the man's nose. It took him a couple of seconds and then he woke up. Wide awake and alert. Hello! Welcome back, dipshit! <laughs> what's, what's going on? I want to know who sent you, and where's Helena Burke? I don't know what you're talking about. Don't play dumb, motherfucker. I smell bullshit. You see, you can answer my questions, or I can let you talk to my friend over here. He won't be as lenient as I am. Devereaux looked at Nightchild and then back towards the SWAT cop. All right, all right, I'll talk. Okay, I'll talk. We were, we were told to come by by Lieutenant McNamara. But he isn't running the show, is he? No, no, no. We're all part of a lodge, a group of members that sway the lives of all three points of life here in New Orleans. And they've been talking extensively about him. They, they're talking about Braden Devil. About what? That I found out what was going on? Well, that you were a threat to the main agenda, along with some guy up in Baltimore. Do you know what the main agenda is? I, I, I don't know. I'm not that high up. All I know is that we, 
We run this city. All this is bullshit to me. If you let me live, I'll never bother you again, I swear. <laughs> Cancer needs to be eradicated for the body to work like normal. You and your lodge mates are cancer. Devereaux's gun made a loud bang as he put a bullet square in the eye of the SWAT cop, killing him instantly. Nightchild nodded in his approval. There is no redemption for those that follow his path. You did this world a favor. As for our next task, I think I should pay your precinct a visit. Maybe I can find some leads there. They have to know something about where Helena is. As Christian Hawk or... In this form I am called the Night Child, and I plan on doing my snooping in this form, barring any unpleasantries. They cannot most likely hurt me in this form. However, if it can benefit me to appear as Christian before them, I will do so. Good idea. I'll go to Murphy's Law and see what I can find. If you find anything at all that seems curious, or if there are questions about what could be going on, or if you can find any news that could change the case, let me know about it as soon as possible. But before Devereaux could even finish his sentence, he already found that he was alone. He took his keys out of his pocket and started his car. They are going to have one hell of a mess to clean up on the night shift. I think there's going to be a lot of blood spilled tomorrow morning, maybe even night. Lieutenant Wayne McNamara sat aimlessly behind his desk as he did the random sort of paperwork that he had been accustomed to. He was in charge of the precinct. I don't mind being in charge, but this is one thing I wish Marine was here to do. And this is god-awful paperwork. Hello. McNamara was shocked as he peered up from his work as the voice of someone he didn't know startled him. He looked as if he was of Native American or Asian descent. Dressed in a dark navy blue suit carrying a briefcase, he squinted as he tried to get his bearings. <sighs> Jesus, you gave me a heart attack. Uh, sorry, uh, can I help you? The man just stood in the doorway and never bothered to shake his hand or anything. I'm Agent Christian Hawk, and I am from the Environmental Protection Agency's Criminal Investigation Division. I'm here checking up on a case involving tarballs from the Gulf coming into Lake Pontchartrain. I haven't heard anything about any oil spills lately in the Gulf. Are you sure you were told to come yep. here? I was told that I need to speak with Captain David Moraine. This is his office, isn't it? Now, his office is across the hallway, but it'll do you no good. Uh, he's been put on administrative leave. I'm the commanding officer in his absence. Uh, what'd you say your name was again? Agent Christian Hawk, EPA CID. He said. The smile never left his face. In a way, it unnerved McNamara, but he didn't waver. He sighed as he leaned in towards the phone. Hmm... Let me make a couple phone calls, and I'll try and clear this up. Do you have a restroom nearby? It was a long trip, and I need to use the facilities. McNamara grabbed the receiver end of the phone, but didn't dial it yet. He pointed toward the back end near the entrance. Oh, exit the office, make a left, and you should see it there. Did you, uh, have any good news today? Nope. <clears throat> Just had a really good day so far, and it keeps getting better. Christian waved and walked down the hallway heading towards the bathroom. Seconds later, McNamara shook his head at what he'd just heard and had a smirk on his own face as he dialed up a couple of numbers and waited on the other end. 
He heard a voice on the other end and spoke in a hushed tone. Calling about a fed from the EPA named Christian Hawk. Is he um, supposed to be here today? McNamara listened as the person on the other end was checking records. Then the person came back over the phone. McNamara nodded. Okay, thank you. He then hung up the extension and dialed another one. He started to itch the left part of his chest as he waited for the call to go through. Hello? Grand Dragon, it's uh, McNamara. Christian Hawk, is he on our, um, our list? Very much so. He screwed up some big business in Chicago. I was asked by Federico Pastale that he would take care of this for him if he ever showed up in New Orleans. He is a threat. Proceed, however, with caution. There is something off about him. Alright, I'll get some boys on it. He's in the bathroom as we speak, but it shouldn't take long. Not long at all. You've been listening to Tales of the Nightchild, Episode 9, Nightchild vs. Devereaux. In the cast you heard, Gatekeeper Mortis, played by Miguel Pedroza, Agent Hawk and the Nightchild, played by Chris Hangel, Officers 1 and 2, played by Ferd Burfel, Detective Braden Devereaux, played by Gibby Gibbler, Shane Corleone, played by Kelly Hunter, Lieutenant Wayne McNamara, played by Tim Higgins, and Grand Dragon Philip Minot, Played by Nicholas Weaver. Special effects by Zapsplat.com. Two Minutes to Midnight by Iron Maiden. Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria. And Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Tales of the Night Child is a Dark Charm Media production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.